Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the first spring podcast, Stories from the Seerah. My name is Bano Murtaza and I am honored to be taking this journey into the life and times of the Prophet wasallam with you. We're going to do a couple of things on each one of our journeys together. We'll begin with me telling you just one story from the life and times of the Prophet wasallam, And then, at the end, we'll take some time out to talk about some of the details that might need a little bit more explanation from the story. We begin with Imam al-Haddad's dua of intention. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nawaitu ta'alluma wa ta'lim, wa tadhakkara wa tadhkir, wa nafa wa l-intifa'a, wa l-ifada wa l-istifada, wa l-hatha ala tamasuka bi kitabillahi bi sunnati rasulihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa dua ala al-huda wa dalala ala al-khayr, ibtigha wa chillah wa murdatihi wa qurbihi wa thawabihi subhanahu wa ta'ala. In today's episode, we're going to speak about the raising of the Prophet ﷺ with two of the most beloved people of his life, his mother Sayyidah Amina bin Wahhab and grandfather Sayyidina Abdul Muttalib ibn Hashim. When the Prophet ﷺ was about four or five years old, his milk mother Sayyidah Halima bin Abu Dhuayb, scared that something was trying to harm him in the deserts of Banu Sa'ad, brought him back to Mecca. And there began his time with his blessed mother, Sayyidah Amina bint Wahhab. The time that the Prophet ﷺ was a child was called a period of ignorance. It was a time when the values of people, the things that they thought were right and wrong or considered important, were very different to what the Prophet ﷺ would later bring with Islam. At that time, people valued war. And having the status of a warrior gave you power and respect in the whole of society. Raising their sons as warriors, as people who knew how to fight and who could take on enemies, was considered very important by the Arabs. This also meant that parents would treat their children, especially their sons, in a way that was harsh and cold, believing that this would, in turn, make them harsh and cold with their enemy, thinking that in this lay strength and power. The mother of the Prophet said that Amina bin Wahhab had the qualities of her name. She was both honest and trustworthy, as well as calm and tranquil, and raised the Prophet with a great deal of love and joy. These days that the Prophet ﷺ spent with his mother in gentleness and comfort went by quickly. The beautiful character of Sayyidah Amina reflected and mirrored in the perfect character of her blessed son ﷺ. When the Prophet ﷺ was almost six, Sayyidah Amina, may Allah be pleased with her, who had not yet gone to visit the grave of her husband, Sayyidina Abdullah, said to the Prophet ﷺ, Let's go to Yathrib. Let's go and visit the family of your grandfather, Sayyidina Abdul Muttalib, and visit the grave of your father, Sayyidina Abdullah. You see, Sayyidina Abdul Muttalib's mother, Sayyidina Salma, was from a tribe called Banu Najjar, who were one of the most powerful Arab tribes of Yathrib. As a group of travellers going from Mecca to Yathrib, began to prepare their journey, Sayyidah Amina, her companion Sayyidah Baraka, 
and the Prophet ﷺ joined them. When they arrived there, the Banu Najjar welcomed them with open arms. The Prophet ﷺ would play with Sayyidah Anisa and his other cousins and even learnt how to swim in the wells of Banu Najjar. Yathrib was a very interesting place, filled with people from around the world. Many people from the Jewish community had come and settled in Yathrib, even building there a place called the House of Midras. This was a place of religious learning and debate. One of the main reasons that they had chosen Yathrib was because scholars had seen in Yathrib the place described in the Torah that would be the place of the final Prophet ﷺ. And they had settled in Yathrib in the hopes that from their lines would come the final Prophet ﷺ. When the actual Prophet ﷺ arrived in Yathrib, many in the Jewish community heard about the young boy whose physical description and whose character was so alike the final Prophet ﷺ described in the Torah to Sayyidina Musa salam. With their curiosity sparked, scholars and rabbis from the Jewish community would come to see the Prophet ﷺ, often sitting beside the wells of the Banu Najjar as he ﷺ would swim, no doubt searching for the seal of prophecy upon his back. After about six weeks in Yathrib, a group of travellers came through Yathrib, heading back to Mecca. And Sayyidah Amina, Sayyidah Barakah and the Prophet ﷺ joined them to return back to their home in Mecca. As they journeyed home, having spent days travelling already, the weather began to change. Winds that initially were gentle, soft breezes started to speed up, getting faster and faster, blowing stronger and harder, carrying the grains of sand from the ground and whipping them this way and that, hitting the travellers. The travellers had no way to protect themselves. On an open desert plain, they were stuck in the middle of a sandstorm. The only way they would be able to save themselves and their animals was to find a village to shelter in. And so the travellers, protecting themselves and their animals as much as they could from the storm, made their way to Abwa, the closest place where people lived, where they could take shelter in the homes and in the tents. And there they rested, waiting for the storm to die down. You've been listening to a preview of a subscription-only episode. If you'd like to hear the rest of it and all of the other amazing episodes that are subscription-only, click on the link below and subscribe today.